1: No. How did this fly get in there? Somebody got a fly swatter? Yeehaw! Uh, it water. was a shot of prairie Jesus is really what it was. It was. You'd think we, we'd be getting used to it, but it would, we never get used to it. we never get tired of good things happening. Life doesn't get old. No. It was a nice little distraction from the real world, and here we are today for a coffee session.
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: It absolutely is. Hello, how about that? It's the way this Monday's going, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, hello, welcome everybody. It's the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. It is your favorite sports and entertainment talk show. Uh, It's a Monday, is it ever, and it's episode number 742 coming to you live from the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. We got the the Moose here up on the stage at the stage bar. How you doing, Moose? I'm doing good. Hey, for those that are watching, this is the shot that we've only been here two months and this is finally the shot that I've wanted right from day one it's not anybody's fault we had to get clearance we had to get permission we had to get all this stuff and i know the people listening to the podcast right now have no idea what i'm talking about but here we are and you're getting a look at this beautiful casino alberta's busiest finest it's been our home for a couple of months now moose and yep. doesn't it just looked great this looks, is what i wanted
3: yeah it looks awesome so no, it's fun to be back in the, uh, in the actual casino floor yeah, here. In some, action. Floor. Yeah. Yeah, some action. Yeah. Some action.
1: Some sizzle and some pop.
3: The event center's great, but I, you know, the event center is where it gets rocking for the shows. That's where you want to be for the
1: shows. And the buffet's just over my left shoulder. How about that? Maybe, maybe we'll hit that up a little later on. Anyways, we're ready to talk sports today. Yes, sir. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans all across North America. And the world. Uh, the show's been shifting in and out in terms of guests and times today. There are going to be a lot of football guests today, which is cool. Canadian Football Hall of Famer, three time Grey Cup champion, and the head coach of the University of Saskatchewan Huskies football program, Scott Flory, is going to be with us in hour one. Toronto Argonauts, Toronto Argonauts middle linebacker Enoch Mwamba, a good and longtime friend of mine. Enoch Mwamba is going to be with us an hour or two. And Greg Peterson, man, can we get down on some stories with Pete? No relation, but a great cup winning safety for the Calgary Stampeders, their longtime radio color man. Greg Peterson is going to be joining us a little later on here. Right at the stage bar gray eagle hopefully he can find it because we've been moving back and forth from venues and i don't like that but nobody cares what i think i'm only the host of the show it's only the rod peterson show. but why would anybody care what i want i know
3: sometimes it's, it's the venue and part of the deal and they
1: want to share us they want us i understand to be involved
3: that in all these different places yeah show off the whole, the whole
1: i facility. understand that it's just a little confusing for the guests so yeah pete we're going to be at the stage bar come on into the casino today all right before we hit the quick six show horn and it's going to be moose and i for the first two segments so we got a full we got a lot of time here to kill and fart around tell your friends we're live on game plus tv right now and we're live streaming on youtube let's get the viewership up let's hit the like button tell your friends to subscribe and I appreciate that it's been a long weekend since we've been on the air and everybody's getting all jacked up in the comments. And this chat, hang on, we got our stuff we want to say. So it's Monday morning and we want to get to the photo album, okay? So, Clark, if you don't mind, fire up some of our photos from a wonderful weekend for the RP show. You, This is your photo, you take it away. Oh, mine's
3: first, okay. So yeah. we've got the, uh, the Rush game they played. Uh, San Diego on Saturday night. Jeff Shatler's last game of his career at home. Last home game of his career. They got one left. Uh, Rush are going to miss the playoffs, unfortunately, but it was a great crowd. Like 10,000 in attendance. Awesome atmosphere there. Fan appreciation night. And uh, what else we got? Move it along. There we go. Went for Sunday brunch. Enjoyed Saskatoon. Um, That was at Poached, uh, downtown Saskatoon. Loved the food scene in that city. Okay, let's move them along, boys. Please and thank you. Uh, oh and you again last one the uh, that's the drive from calgary and i put that up on social just i had to stop and take photos it's such a beautiful drive coming back into this great city oh yeah
1: absolutely okay let's keep them rolling let's get good i took that i was standing there and if you follow me on social media you see that i said sometimes you just have to stop and take a picture and i did i found the turquoise water moose yep it's here <laughs> at Banff, alberta okay Uh, That was Saturday night at the uh, NMAX Centrum. I went up and watched some junior hockey, and it was amazing. Uh, It was the Red Deer Rebels and Brandon Weekings. Brandon prevailed in overtime 2-1, and this is the last one. It's kind of a paparazzi creeper shot, but that is the general manager of the Edmonton Orders, Ken Holland, whom I did go and speak to the Orders staff after I took this photo, but yeah, Ken was there. And okay, if you can bring it to me, um, I see a lot of great comments coming in. I'll just say this about the Orders people. There was relief emanating off of them, like, I would say steam, but it's not steam. It was like a mist of relief coming off them yeah. that they had clinched on Friday night. And uh, we did have a long talk about various other things. I can't divulge what they were about, obviously, but bravo to the Oilers. And as you see over Moose's shoulder, I'd pick that Oilers jersey up on the weekend. Um, it doesn't take much to get this province turned on to the Edmonton Oilers. No, it really, doesn't.
3: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Win a few games, you know, everything's great again. And now you would think this is the Oilers that started the season like a yeah. cannon out of the gun, right? I mean, yes, they were on fire to start the year. Everybody thought they were going to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and then everybody st- thought they needed to blow it up when they were struggling. Change the coach,
1: win some games, and now everything's good again. Right. So I was, and I'm walking into the uh, casino this morning, and I got two jerseys. I'm holding up a Flames and an Oilers with some of the staff, and I'm like, boys. Who are we going with? And they're like, they're pointing at the Oiler jersey. What? <laughs> right? It's just there's something about the Oilers that they love here. It doesn't take much to get them turned on. Anyways, Wendell Weeb watching on YouTube says, love the venue, guys. This is the thing. For two months, this is where we've been. This is what I've been looking at. And I'm like, who cares? What I'm looking at. Let the viewers see how awesome this is. Yeah. So we finally got it, and here we are. Enough preamble. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? (laughs) There were so many games in the NHL on Sunday that I'm not going to go through all of them one by one Moose, but here's the important ones. The Oilers had their four-game losing streaks uh, snapped in a fi- sorry, their four-game winning streak snapped in a 5-2 loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Winnipeg Jets extended the Colorado Avalanche's lost streak to four games with a 4-1 win. The Boston Bruins defeated the Montreal Canadiens 5-3, and the Toronto Maple Leafs came back to beat the Washington Capitals 4-3 in a shootout. Austin Matthews was held goalless for a fifth streak. Great game during the capitals loss to the Leafs, superstar alex ovechkin crossed uh crashed hard into the boards early in the third was taken out of the game i don't know if you got the notification this morning it says that it's day-to-day and not serious although can we really trust the notifications anymore because you saw last week they, there was a report out of vegas that robin leonard's done for the year he backed up logan thompson on sunday right so
3: i mean until he plays we don't know but he's in the lineup and with ovechkin
1: Day-to-day, yeah. And it should be concerning because the playoffs are right around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, I'm not going through all the I had some notes written down here, like Ryan Getz laugh. Uh, the Ducks, I believe, lost their last game. Yes. Uh, yeah, like it's a friends and family game. Nobody cares. Literally friends and family because all Getz's family was there in his last game. Where's the score of it? Six uh, three. The Blues. Yeah, they lost 6-3. They got spanked. Yeah. And uh, But you see Getz's behind the back pass on the tape of – his whoever, his winger, and he scored. I'm like, why is he retiring? I know. But I've been in Anaheim. I've watched the games. He's a star there. Ryan gets left He just does what he wants out on the ice. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's Olympic gold medals. So I think he just doesn't want to do it anymore. That, that's the sense that I get. He's made $10 million. He was very emotional there last night. And I got to say, I think he's the best athlete in Regina history. I think. Yeah. Although John Ryan's up there too. Super Bowl champion. Right. It depends. What's your... Pizza or ice cream? They're both awesome. What yeah. do you like more? And in 2007, the, uh, after the Ducks had won the Stanley Cup, Getz was like 19. And he called me, and he's like, can you MC my rally that I'm having with the Stanley Cup? I don't really know. He's 19, man. Right. He started shaving. He's right. like, I don't even really know what I'm doing. Would you come down to the center of the arts and just be around, and we're going to have a road hockey game, and would you ref it, and can you announce it? And Capital gave him a, a – uh, They had a little parade. Yeah. It was awesome. That's cool. And now it's over. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And then Guy Lafleur, which I know means nothing to you because you're not old enough. It's not your fault. Right. Guy Lafleur. Like, what did you think of the plaudits for this guy? I know.
3: (laughs) I know. And what the the thing for me is I, I tell you my first memory of watching hockey that I can vividly picture in my mind is 94 the stanley cup playoffs Mm -hmm. rangers and devils but so you know when i think of lafleur they talk about him as one of maybe the greatest canadian ever you know with what he did and he holds so many team records and i know that name carries so much weight i would have thought he played in the 1800s he played in the 70s 80s and a couple seasons in the 90s i mean when the game was getting a little tougher and more checking and and he was still so amazing So I wish I would have got to see him play.
1: Yeah, I'm just checking in from some of the viewers here. Uh, There's so much going on. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg. Canada Life Center was packed with Saskatchewan teams and families in Winnipeg for the North American Hockey Classic on the weekend. Even the PA Raiders were there because the highway was closed. Nick T says, good morning from Lake Cowichan, Vancouver Island, just up the road from Victoria. Um, from John Kirby in Edmonton says, I lost interest in the United States Football League. It's boring. <laughs> I get it. I didn't watch any of it this weekend. John also says that you're a little blurred. Or is it just the lighting? I don't know what it is. I don't know if you've got to hit refresh or text to the guys. I'm not sure. Yeah. Trevor says, great start for the Moose Jaw Warriors on the weekend. Furcus pulls off the Michigan in game one. My brother called me and told me about Jagger Furcus doing the lacrosse Ooh. goal. In a 2-1 game and he scored on it. He scored. So I said, do you have a problem with it? He said I have no problem with it. That's my brother who played junior hockey university hockey No, I don't have a problem with it. Just when you do it be prepared to have your teeth crushed in This is so we know that that could happen. Yeah, I Mean <laughs> we're gonna get into that uh, Do what you want I'm just saying yeah. don't come in and skill it
3: up right yeah, we don't need to get into I that know, today. But. I know. But that's the same. It doesn't matter if it's a lacrosse goal, a wraparound goal, cutting hard to the front of the net. Whenever you're going to make a move, like the defense needs to find a way, that's, that will be the response, right, is they're just going to start stepping into guys to try and shut that down because it's such a, a lethal move. Uh, uh,
1: uh, I know everybody's so excited to um... – to to, to to talk and have coffee here this morning. Ted in Red Deer says LaFleur, Belleville, Morens, Richard, the Habs, Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. Is that where we're going today? Because I'm I'm here for it. Montreal Canadien. Canadien. The Mount Rushmore. You didn't have a goalie on there. What's wrong with you? Jacques Plant, Patrick Wah.
3: You need a Mount Rushmore of Habs goalies. <laughs> <laughs> what right? And I thought about that. And like, where do you put some of the Habs that I grew up watching? Started in 94. So they haven't been very good, right? No. So where do you put some of the long-serving captains? You know, where do you, where do you put Carey Price on that list? Weird name, but where do you put Saku Koivu on the list of Canadian greats? Even though he didn't win anything. You don't. You know?
1: Is it, is that, is it that simple? You wonder why all the Habs are wearing numbers like 79 and 63. It's because all the numbers old, are retired. Gone. So <laughs> right I um, mean I'll say it's funny man are we getting sidetracked but that's okay uh, Andrew Stute Habs fan originally from Quebec right said so he says good morning Rod bon matin Andrew he says from sunny Regina well what and I mean what a ceremony last night for Guy Lafleur the Habs just do things right when it comes to ceremonies merci pour de Mont Blanc Uh, I could cry like Guy Lafleur you read my 10 things column that I wrote on the weekend at rodpeterson.com he's my favorite skater in Canada see we designate these things my favorite player was Ken Dryden first and then Lafleur but my dad wouldn't let me cheer for Montreal and I'm not going to say what he said I couldn't do it right it's kind of tough but they were on television every Saturday night they were winning Similar to why you like the Leafs. They were on television every Saturday night. They, they, they just weren't winning, but...
4: Yeah.
1: Guy Lafleur with his blonde hair. Whew, he was so fast. His hair... His hair stuck out behind him. And then his jersey. And then we find out that he was chain-smoking darts. Like, he, law, he died of lung cancer, which is the sad thing. But we were just so stunned. And we didn't have a problem that he smoked. All our parents smoked. It's just... Right. But Guy Fleur, Really? Look at him skate. But it's Quebec. Have you ever walked... Out of the bell center in between periods, it's like walking through a forest fire. (laughs) He's a Quebecer. That's what they do. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, And uh, if you, uh, are you Facebook friends with Chris Nyland? Yes. Did you see his photo of the ice? They had a photo of Nyland, like projected on the screen, and Guy LeFleur. I'm sure Knuckles will have that put up on it. He should, framed in his house on the St. Lawrence River there. Anyways, uh, yeah, seat from Todd Pinkney. pinks He says, Ken Dryden has to be on the Mount Rushmore. You can't have a Mount Rushmore and not have a goalie on it. <laughs> Nick in BC says, lots of players smoked back then. Lemieux did. Of course he did. He's from Quebec. They all smoke. You walk out of Bell Center in between periods, and it's like... <laughs> yeah. That's just the Habs dressing room, right? Okay, moving on. Connor Bedard led Canada's national men's under-18 team with a hat trick as part of an 8-3 win over Germany, giving the Canadians their first victory at the 2022 Double IHF World Under-18 World Championship. Bedard set a pair of Canadian records in the win, surpassing Matthew Barzal as Canada's all-time leading scorer at the Under-18 Worlds, and moving ahead of Shane Wright as Canada's all-time leading goal scorer. Bedard now has 11 goals and 19 points in nine games at the tournament. The question is, how much bronze do we need to order for the statue of Connor Bedard? And where will we be putting it? Well, there's got to be one outside the Brand Center. One outside of every arena in Canada, I think. Yeah. Seems fair. How can you hate the kid? I see the... Did you see the haters? Like, well, there's nothing you can say just no. stop you're f- making a fool of yourself yeah he's the best player of his generation because you remember at the start of the year people were like oh he's not getting two points a game what a loser i know
3: <laughs> oh yeah he's Be- like hold my beer because he had two points a game he's a 15 year old
1: <laughs> so they thought he came back <gasps> he's not what we thought yeah no no he's better than what even i thought Uh, Point three, the Toronto Raptors look to stay alive once again when they square off with the 76ers. Monday night in Philadelphia in game five of their first-round series, Raps All-Star guard Fred Van Vliet is listed as questionable for the game with a strained left hip flexor. He played less than 15 minutes in the Raps' 110-102 win over Philly on Saturday. Uh, you haven't watched any of the Raptors because you've been traveling, you've been working, you haven't watched any of it, right? Right. But I got to say this, the Raptors theme on Saturday for game four was win the day. That was what the head coach Nick Nurse said. All we got to do is win today. And I don't know if you watch SportsCenter, I watched it three times today. Nick Nurse saying on there, well, no team's ever come back from three, nothing, but we won and we're now three, one and teams have come back from three, one this guy might be the most positive dude i love it roaming
3: the planet i love that because it is you know forget about it you're done the situation you're in today is you're down three to one and teams Just have over- win the day teams have
1: overcome that you know that's- what anybody can do anything for one day anybody that's the truth and now joel mb Embiid. Embiid is hurt yeah here we go. We got a series. He got Leo. Uncle Leo.
3: Rotten's trash-talking Embiid on Twitter. I know. I am, like, I am now into it. And just because I wasn't watching doesn't mean I wasn't following the updates. And, yeah, we're, we got a series. You're right. You're down 3-1, to one, but we got a series. We're going to watch f-
1: a game tonight, maybe here at the stage bar. Yeah. Speaking of ripping darts, <laughs> well, this would be the place. We'll
3: share a pack down
1: there. Yeah. Watch the game. Um... From Tacona and Winnipeg, Bedard is sensational in all caps. Jack Fulton says, love Rod, hold my beer. We're way over time. Did anybody want to tell me that? We got a break. We'll be right back and continue the warm-up. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. Live, as you can see, from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: And we are broadcasting live from that beautiful locale. Great Eagle Resorting Casino in the foothills of the Rockies. And it is the warm-up. It's extending through two segments here. The Moose just got up and took
3: off. <laughs> What's going on? Did you get a call or something? No, just had to take care of something I just needed to do
1: quickly. Okay. I'll get. We are having fun, as we always do on this Monday. We appreciate everybody checking in from wherever you may be watching today, all across Canada, all 10 provinces on Game Plus TV, and in the United States, 31 states on Game Plus Television. I will, you know, move into the chat, sprinkle in some of your comments. Man, is this a beautiful spot, part of the world. Um, Todd Pinkney, Panks, one of our P1s, writes in and says says, it's not that it looks like Rod's head is exploding, but those mountains are just Rod's brain constantly thinking. Go, go, go. I'll say it again for those that just tuned in. This is the shot that I've wanted for only two months. This is exactly it. This is where we've been. It's amazing. It's not anybody's fault. We had to get clearance. We had to get permission. But this is what we've been doing. And I love a casino in the morning. It's very similar to walking into a rink at three in the afternoon. That zzz of the lights. Yeah. And a hockey rink. Yeah. Here at the casino in the morning, it's just, you see the people. And you're like, have you been to, are you up early or have you not been to bed? Right. You know I, and you, you don't ask. You just, yeah. you just think to
3: yourself. Right. These things. You just wonder.
1: <laughs> yeah. But everybody's drinking coffee in the morning. Everybody's got coffee. Everybody's got a story. And when I said earlier that you can do anything for one day, somebody wrote in here, was it Tacona Pauly? He says, I, that was Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg. He says, I couldn't perform heart surgery for one day. Not with an attitude like that, you can't. <laughs> wouldn't want you holding the scalpel if you don't think you can do it. Uh, moving on, we talked about the Raptors, we talked about the NHL. Uh, rookie Jeremy Pena hit a two-run homer in the 10th inning, and Houston beat Toronto 8-7 in the Major League of Baseball to avoid a sweep. The Astros snapped a four-game slide and ended Toronto's four-game win streak. The Jays open a four-game set with the Boston Red Sox tonight, back home at Rogers Center when Jose Barrios will get the start. How come I don't hear anybody in Toronto bitching about, oh, the Jays are playing and the Raptors. How could they schedule this? Remember that? Yeah, you don't hear it. Must be a Western Canadian thing. Yeah. Cody Belanger homered twice and drove in four runs, leading Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers to a 10-2 win over the San Diego Padres. Canadian Freddie Freeman added a two-run homer, and Kershaw allowed one run and four hits in five innings to move to 3-0. and How about the racing story? Here's my life now. Lee Genier, our business consultant, and I texting back and forth about Formula One on the weekend. And actually knowing what we're talking about. Pigs are flying, people. Right. A dominant victory for Formula One champion, Max Verstappen, at the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix in Italy, the Red Bull driver won from the pole. Logged the fastest lap and picked up his second win of the season. Meanwhile, on the NASCAR circuit, Ross Chastain took the lead near the checkered flag at Talladega Super Speedway to steal his second career NASCAR Cup Series victory. Said to throw that in there. I got into racing in the pandemic. I wonder what I've been doing all my life, why I wasn't. You are a race fan. You're not. Where are you on the race scene?
3: Yeah, I I was always kind of a Formula One and IndyCar guy because we had Canadians that were in there Jacques Villeneuve, Paul Tracy, right? We had some good. some good drivers yeah and i saw that you know verstappen won i was following that a little bit he lapped lewis hamilton who's supposed to be the greatest right i mean he didn't win last year but he's supposed to still be the greatest and he got lapped he's he's officially tapping out it seems like yeah
1: yeah Yeah. well here's what i've realized i spent a lot of time thinking this weekend which the old me that'd be dangerous now it's a good thing and i sit here and think this about certain sports. What you get into, like football and hockey, which are my two sports. And it, you know, it used to be baseball when I was a kid, but yeah. you would sit, we sit and we talk about the place. Did you see that move by McDavid? Did you see that save by Thatcher Demko Saturday night? Did you see that catch by OBJ? That's those sports. Yeah. In racing, you can sit there and just watching around and round and round. That's fun too. Yeah. But you just, it's like curling, you talk more about the drama around the sport. Like when I went to the racing and I smelled this, you know, the smell in the air, the gas was awesome. The spaghetti straps were great. Everything was great. The concession was on point. Yeah. But you don't really talk, it. you're waiting for the crash. You're waiting for the drama. You're not talking about what's going on. Like you are in hockey and football. Right. Curling's like that. Yeah. Oh, Ben Hebert's going to Brendan Botcher and Jennifer Jones' team's breaking a bubble. It's never about the shot. Yeah, rare. That's those sports. Yeah. And it's it's similar to
3: racing that, you know, you wait around, and if there is a crash or something dramatic happens, like he gets overtaken on the last lap, which doesn't happen every race, then you talk about that, right? Did you see that crash? Did you see that at the end? Same thing in curling. Did you see the triple takeout? But it's rare. It doesn't happen every game. So rare. Football, hockey, there's a play every
1: game you're talking about. Jenner Reagan watching... From Southern California. Jenna says, I've not watched every USFL football game, but the Pittsburgh Maulers are improving. Looking forward to week three. Did you do something to your screen? Because it looks amazing. Looks great now. Just happened. Why? Well, I left and came back. Is that what you did? No, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll pretend that it was. Well, look. And Pink says, Did you see the USFL player take a dumb. What? On the player after he hit him. T- take a what? Can you spell check your comments people please? I didn't watch one snap of USFL football. So now we're getting into what you all want to talk about. And that's why we love this format. Because it's the most interactive show on television. Nowhere else can you talk with the hosts like this. Then watch any USFL um i was all geeked up about junior hockey and it was awesome off the top of the show i mentioned i visit with the older people in red deer the other night it was great there's nothing like junior hockey people it's for the most part a different crowd than the nhl games that you go to like you go to a junior game there's a lot of seniors there's a lot of sweatpants crowd yeah you go to an nhl game it's younger it's uh when i say younger i'm talking 18 to 30 beers flowing Junior isn't really like that. Right. And probably why I like it so much, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Arthur and Millie are going to the game Saturday night, you know, and they can't wait. That is absolutely junior hockey. It's what I love about it. Yeah. And so now I didn't watch USFL, but I want to make a point about something. I, I spoke with Cody Fajardo this morning, the franchise quarterback of the Saskatchewan Roughriders, Canada's team. I saw that he'd said on Regina Radio last week, he said, throw it all on me. Put all the pressure on me from Cody Fajardo. My focus on the weekend was not USFL. It wasn't NFL. It was reading these articles and the interviews that Cody Fajardo is doing. So let's just spend a minute on that. I said, is there, too mu- is, is there too much pressure on him? Whether he's putting it all on himself or the fans are putting too much on him, doesn't matter. As is in my commentary this morning on Cat Country 98 and Rock 98.5. The Bible says, Darren, I'm sure you probably read it this morning. To he who much is given, much is required. He is the highest paid quarterback. He's the highest paid player in Saskatchewan Roughriders history. So that's going to go along with it. Expectations. And um, I'll always have his back. Even if I don't expect him to fall on his face this year. But if he did, I would be there to pick him up fans aren't the same and so cody wrote me and said thanks for the support and god's got me and it's gonna take a little more than god you know yeah it's gonna take a little more than god it's gonna take a little more than cody fajardo just himself doing this so i'm not overly comfortable with the pressure that he's heaping on himself because i don't see anybody in the organization helping him out with that well there's a lot of pressure it's a great cup here and not just like they're hosting a great cup
3: and the last time this happened they won the whole thing so there's, there's already a built-in pressure, and now you have, have more pressure put on yourself when he takes it on. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And we'll see how he responds this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching how he plays. I'm excited.
1: From the viewers that do want to talk about the USFL, and that's fine, Darren in Salt Lake City says, well, let me start with Wayne in Victoria. He says, the thing I noticed about that USFL game on Saturday was I see that the stands were almost empty. I guess they're making their money on TV revenue. Uh, Darren Workman says they are counting on TV, not attendance, to carry the USFL. Only the Birmingham games get any type of fans. You'd better have uh, deep pockets if you're going to run a spring league. That's just the way that it is. Yeah. And all the games, if you've noticed, are being played in Birmingham, Alabama. It, there's two stadiums there. They're playing between the two stadiums, but there's only one home team. Why would you buy a ticket to go watch? It doesn't work that way. Even in Canada. I remember in the Queen City, the sweatpants capital, late nineties. For whatever reason, the Brandon Weekings arena was busy. So Brandon played I think it was the league final. I think they played it couldn't have been. I think they played the Calgary Hitman in Regina. I'm like, they'll fill the barn. It's spring and we're a hockey town. Nope. Maybe a thousand people. It looked there. like a spring kid. If game. it's not your team. You're not going to buy tickets and go. You're just not. And that's what's going on with the USFL. So, yeah, it does look bad on television. They probably should be papering the house and waving people in off the street. But what the hell do I know? Maybe it's not that easy. Uh, BW in Edmonton says, I watch fan-controlled football on YouTube. It is really interesting. One of the investors was a guest commentator. They were talking to shake things up. baseball and basketball yeah that's the league where the fans call the plays i don't mind it terrell owens is in it johnny manziel's in it you want to talk about state fair football that's state fair football (laughs) step right up watch those games call the plays the player intros are amazing yeah unfortunately it goes a steep drop off from there When the players are introduced, they come out like WWE stars. Out are the same sort of thing. You got John Jenkins coming out, the uh, former CFL coach. He's one of the coaches there. For the older viewers, he's a twin of Porter Wagner. You younger people, look him up. Uh, Moose, we got a break. I'll see you in next hour, okay? Sure. There's uh, a lot going on. Scott Flory joins us next. We got a lot to talk with the Hall of Famer about. Enoch Mwamba and Greg Peterson on the way. You are watching the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resorting Casino in Calgary. It's Calgary's entertainment destination. We are on Game Plus Television, YouTube. And, of course, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify.
2: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: It is the RP show on this Monday, episode number 742 of your favorite daytime sports entertainment talk show coming to you live from that place. You're looking live at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Uh, May 5th is the annual Dogs Breakfast Fundraising dinner for the University of Saskatchewan Huskies men's football program. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about a lot of things with Scott Flory, their head coach, the program that's had so much success and... uh, Scott joins us today from Saskatoon. How are you doing, Coach? Good, Rod. How are you? Good. It's been far too long. Last time I saw you, I think you were freezing your butt on the sidelines at the Vanier Cup. Uh, Before we get into the university football talk, we've had a bit of a USFL discussion this morning. Are you watching the games, Scott? And what do you think of the league, if so? Uh,
4: I watched last weekend. Um, uh, One of my old coaches is the online coach there in Birmingham. So I watched a little bit of that. I didn't watch this past weekend. Um, but the biggest thing that I saw is, you know, with any new league or anything like that, they just got to have good quarterback play. So it didn't look that bad from what I saw. I didn't watch this past weekend, so I can't comment on it, but, um, quarterback play is going to be the one thing. It's just, it's just so hard to find, uh, you know, elite level quarterback play, uh, as you continue to move deeper and deeper and, you know, NFL, CFL, they're always, you know, taking those, those top guys. So if, if, if they can find it, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of talented football players out there. So I'm sure it's pretty decent.
1: Well, uh, see, now this is why we could sit and talk for hours about this before we even get to the Huskies thing. Is that because the talent's not there or cohesion? These guys have been together since March 25th. They had three weeks to play together. George Cortez says you need probably two years as a pro to get onto to it. Is it because it's so rushed and they don't have veteran guys? Or why do you think it is hard for the quarterback play to shine in spring leagues?
4: Well, just just look at it from from anything. You know, do you in high school? Do you ever have a grade ten quarterback who in and stud it up? You know, in university, do you ever a kid come right out of high school and, and come in and have a, a massive impact? No, it's two, three, four years down the road, and it's no different in pro. Very rarely do you see a guy come right out of university, uh, in either the the CFL or the NFL, and have immediate success so this is a startup league there's going to be some time there to get used to the nuances of the stadiums and all that kind of stuff uh, but even the players too um you know i know there's a lot of moving parts in, in our roster and pro rosters um but generally there's a stable core there um that gives that familiarity and the quarterbacks are just you know it, it's just tough to get to learn the nuances of the offense and the teams and and the opposition and everything and the quarterback uh, to me is the hardest position in all of sport to play um, and to find those elite guys at, at, uh, in any league at any time is, is hard.
1: Wonderful segue, Canadian Football Hall of Famer Scott Flory is with us. How many Grey Cups? Three? Yeah, three, right, with, with Montreal, Scott? Yep. Yeah, and now the head coach of the very successful U of S Huskies men's program. So you've got a quarterback who we all, well, I know very well, uh, Mason Nias. Was he going to – fourth year starting now. I mean, you went to the Vanier Cup last year on an icy track, didn't win it. You plan to be in the Vanier every year, uh, right, Scott? But I mean, I would think this year it's all setting up to be there, especially after the experience of last year.
4: Yeah, no, we got Mason. He's a, he's going into his fifth year. Last year with the, with our team, but again, it's you know it's one of those. Mason's been with our team since twenty sixteen. So you know, two three years learning as a backup, and then three years as a starter. Um, you know, you just need that time, and and you saw we saw that production uh, last year and, and what he did, in leading our team to the to the national title, and then. You know, him, uh, myself, and all of our coaches and players are more eager to, to prove and to try and get back to that, that game again and try to win it this time. And we're, we're trying to find seven points, man. That's kind of our mode of our offseason.
1: Yes, well, and that's what I said, third or fourth year starting. I knew that he was going into his last year. And I, I'm, you know, I know you're not looking backwards, and we're going to talk about the Husky uh, dog's breakfast here for sure. But you made it to the Vanier Cup without Nelson lacombo and without... You know, with some pieces, it wasn't like it was a surprise to you, but I, I felt like you kind of overcome a lot of things to get there last year.
4: Well, that's that's part of uh, you know part of building a program and the depth of a program, though, is that you know we're we've we've got Mason this year, but we know we're going to have to overcome that and get our next guy ready for uh, for for twenty twenty three. You know, so and and you know, you're right, we lost. You know, two starters in our secondary, and Nelson Lacombo and Josh Haggerty from the uh, from the season before, I guess 2019, um, to go into our, our 2021 season. But we knew that that's part of it. We're going to lose guys to the CFL again this year. We're going to lose them to graduation and and life happens as well. But that's that's the part of the program where we've got to make sure that we're successful enough uh, and deep enough that 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 opportunity for the next guy that they're ready that it doesn't take uh, as much time. The quarterback is the unique position, though. That's the one where. Um, you know, you just, it's just tough to replicate stuff in practice. And those guys need those game reps.
1: Uh, from, to who is it here? Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg watching. He says, man, U of S has some big names coaching there. Flory and Babcock. What was it like spending the winter around my boy Babs? Um, intense guy, as are you. What was it like, man? <laughs> Mike's a great guy. Yeah,
4: no, he's a great guy. I got to know him a little bit, as uh, you know, through uh, some different settings too, you know, when you're kind of doing some athletics, team building stuff and everything. But, yeah, I mean, you know, but again, you just look at him. This is a world-class coach, and it's going to take a minute for him to kind of understand and learn the landscape of university uh, hockey again, you know, a guy coming from the utmost highest level. So, uh, but he's awesome. He's an awesome guy, and I know that uh, the players and all the coaches, everybody around athletics, uh, loved love to him around for sure.
1: Yeah, he is a, guy, a good guy, and that's why I don't like to let the media portray you unjustly, put it that way. That's why we have Babs on as much as we do. So, Scott, the, the uh, breakfast, as mentioned, May 5th, that's really why you're on to talk about the biggest fundraiser for your program on the calendar, right? You're going to honor the 07 Rough Riders. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. Let's talk about the dinner uh, at Prairie Land Park
4: yeah no absolutely it's uh man, it's just so good we were two years away uh with the pandemic hit right before our our spring cap there in 2020 so losing 2020 and 2021 uh our foundation does an amazing job of you know i mean they built up resources that we still gave out scholarships for those two years without this uh, breakfast existing um but this is going to be a great year uh back i mean uh with the riders partnering them not only through training camp up here for the next three years but uh but along with the breakfast and and being able to honor that uh, uh 07 rider team i was at that game i didn't play versus that minute so uh but that that's okay it'll be but it'll be really good to see some of those guys those uh uh, you know, the players and, and, you know, obviously Jeremy O'Day being up here, now the general manager and Scott Schultz and Ted Cornegay. those are good. Those are really good guys. and It'll be good to be up here. Um, and and for, yeah, for our breakfast, it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh, I believe I saw Fandy, uh, Fandy, Andy Fantuz on the docket, did I not? Tuz is going to be around for this, isn't he?
4: Yeah, but, yeah, he went to Western, so, but that's okay. We'll welcome him uh, with open
1: <laughs> arms for the week. Uh, uh, but yeah, Andy will be here as well, I believe. Uh, yes, top Canadian in that Grey cup for sure. But you know what? You don't play until late August, right? Labor Day weekend. But I just feel like the dog's breakfast is like the kickoff to Husky football for the year. Like it's, it's that big. For those that haven't been there, just can you talk about what it does for the program? Just under, kind of, it's a shot in the arm for Husky football.
4: Yeah, you're right. It it does kind of feel like the uh, official unofficial start to football, I guess, in this province a little bit. You know, there's a lot of the minor stuff is all kicking off, and um, and this really segues into the into the CFL season. The Riders are coming up here the basically the day after our spring camp on May 9th, kind of to take over for uh, for spring camp. But yeah, just what it means. Um, you know, it, it, all the money raised there goes towards our student athletes uh, and, and the scholarships for for them and their education and um, and it's a massive part of, of our program. I mean, you know, it'll raise a hundred, hundred some 1000 dollars a year, and all that money goes back to these these young men and and, and furthering their education. And, you know, we talk about guys like, like Mason. I can't go down to Regina and get these guys. I can't go to Calgary and get these guys without the help and support of the foundation being able to raise these funds uh, for us to be able to give scholarships uh, to these young men. And uh, they do a great job of uh, being ambassadors for our program, and um, we're so uh, happy and thankful for the foundation and all they do.
1: Well, this is going to be a special year, a kickoff to a very special year on May 5th, the Dogs Breakfast, the year that the Huskies win the Vanier. Scott, thanks for this. Keep it up, my friend, the great work, and uh, we'll chat with you soon.
4: Absolutely. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate it. Have a good one.
1: You too. Head coach of the U of S Huskies football program, Scott Flory. we got a Taco Time viewer takeover coming up. On the way today, Enoch Mwamba and Greg We're live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, and we'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio, rodpeterson.com.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: It is the portion of the program we affectionately call Taco Time. Viewer takeover Taco Time with over 120 locations across Canada. There's always one near you. Calgary's sucking them all up. There's like 14 around here. Calgary, the Mecca of Taco Time. All over Edmonton, too. And, of course, Saskatchewan, V.C. Hear from you people in eastern Canada. Taco Time fans out there, too. What up with that? Ding. Did I say you people in <laughs> Eastern Canada? Did I say, you people with your milk and honey. Uh, by the way, so I had to get Moose to get the text line going. Can you hear this? Everything is happening at Gray Eagle right now. Announcements are going off. So I had to get Moose to get the text line working. I opened up the text line today and it's like, enter a whole bunch of information here. And I'm like, I don't have that information. So I get Darren to get that fixed, and now I went in and checked the weekend Bet Regal contest entries. You know how it works. Every Friday we ask you to look at the weekend schedule of games, pick the game that you're looking forward to the most, and then the hook on that is you need to pick who's going to win it. And we got people writing in here. I got an Alex Fulton. Oh, yeah, I see Alex is watching from Game Plus in Toronto, and he says I think Red Bull. Makes up the points, and Max takes the championship again. Oh, you, he called Red Bull winning it, and Max Verstappen. How about that? How about that? But we're going, right, but we're going with Shane Melanson from Deer Valley Sask, who picked the Raptors to stave off elimination versus the 76ers with a win at home. He called it. So, Alex, thank you for playing. Please play again. The Bet Regal Prize Package is going to be going out to Shane Melanson, Deer Valley, Saskatchewan. And I'm going through here and looking at all the contest entries. There's a lot from a variety of sports, which tells me we have a lot of viewers that are enjoying a wide variety of sports. Again, play Bet Regal and sign up with the promo code RP22 and get $22 to bet with. You don't need to be betting big money. Put a little action on it, and it's fun betregal.ca use the promo code rp22 and you'll get 22 welcome dollars (laughs) darren in salt lake city says those psychedelic mountains are really distracting that's a you problem darren it's not a me problem focus on me as I said off the top of the show, if you've been watching since we cracked the lid at noon Eastern, this is the show I've wanted for two months since we've been here at Gray Eagle Resort. This is what I wanted. We had to get clearance. We had to get permission. We had to get all these things. Now we have it, and it looks amazing. So don't say that it's distracting. It looks amazing. It's exactly what I want. Um, yeah, they're having fun with that. Oh, and Shane's watching one, of the winner, the lucky winner. Shane Mellon said, he says, go Raptors. Not sure we can win the series, but played good at home. We covered it off the top. That's why I'm a Nick. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. That's why I'm a Nick Nurse fan. I didn't like him complaining about the officiating coming out of uh, the first two games in Philly and complaining about Joel Embiid. And then they fell down 3-0. But it's not like he's doing groundbreaking stuff here. Any coach, when you're down 0-3, is going to say, we only got to win one. As a matter of fact, they're going to say, we only got to win this shift, this play, break it down. And they won Saturday, so now they're going to Philly tonight. That'll be the poll question. The poll question, which we have not mentioned yet. What are you watching tonight? Raptors, Blue Jays, or other? There's only one NHL game, and it's a friends and family game. Philadelphia Flyers, Chicago Blackhawks, the only people that care are friends and family of the players. Next hour, Enoch Mwamba and Greg Peterson. Stick around. We'll be right back after this break on Game Plus TV.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.